What's up, y'all? It's your boy Tyler C. Community Experiment Podcast, North Idaho's best. That's right, North Idaho's best. We over here kicking it with your man Brendan from the Bomb Beats Podcast. Y'all know what it is, baby. We out here. Come on, let's go. Yo, 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 what up, what's up everybody, what's up world, how y'all doing? It's, it's, I'm back on here with it, it's your boy B. Spence, back with more of the Ball and Beast podcast. Hope everybody's had a a, a good holidays and, and, and we're still going in, it's almost New Year's. Uh, come in with, with this next episode, I got a very special guest on here with me today. Uh, he's definitely the host of the, the Community Experiment podcast. Uh, let me go ahead and I'm going to let him go ahead and introduce himself to everybody. Yeah, it's your man Tyler C, Community Experiment Podcast, North Idaho's finest. That's right. I said North Idaho. I know y'all think there's no black folks in the North Idaho, <laughs> but it is. We out here, y'all. Yo, it's your boy. Uh, thanks for having me on the show, brother. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Ain't no problem. Ain't no problem, man. Uh, so, you know, of course, I had to get you on the podcast, you know, the, some more guys from uh, you might be in North Idaho from the Ville. Hey, for real. You know, you know what Jackie says, baby. Come on, man. <laughs> East side. <laughs> uh, so if if you would, go ahead and, and, and just explain to people what, you know, what basically the Community Experiment for podcast sure. is about. For sure. So essentially what it is is I, I have this belief that everybody has a story, and their story has the ability to strengthen those around them. Um, and so what I'm doing basically is kind of profiling my journey um, as a black dude living in North Idaho, meeting different people. And that's the experiment, right? So you have um, your community, which is essentially, some people will say like the community as in like a, as, a, as, a, as a whole. So like, um, like Louisville as a community. But that's not necessarily what the show is about. Um, it, it touches North Idaho or Quarter Lane is the city where I'm from. Look it up, Google it, but don't move there. We try to stay small. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it's a beautiful little town, man. It's a bunch of old retired folks. Um, but there's also a, a cool culture of young people um, moving into the area. And like my wife's from there. Um, so, so the community that I speak of and that the, the experiment is around is essentially people that I'm meeting, business people, young adults. Uh, we got like college kids on there, but we also have like the people who have been in the area for years and years and years. And we we're we're, we're showcasing the story so we can learn about that person. And, you know, that's how, that's how relationships are built. And another part of it is, is, you know, if somebody listens to the podcast and the, um, and then they see that person in town, because of, you know, the, the town is only like 45, 50,000 people. Mm. So if you see that person, I should say um, there's a there's a high chance that you are going to see the person that's on the podcast. And you yeah. might have learned something from a businessman or you might have learned something from, 
you know, the mom who um, is making organic soaps or deodorants or whatever, <laughs> with her, uh, shout out to her essential oils or, and all this stuff, you know, you might have a question for her and the podcast gives you um, kind of a format to start asking questions to get your own little thing going. Um, so the, the, the big thing is like um, learning from people's stories and, and kind of having that ammunition to go and uh, to talk to people, just just start conversations in the local little coffee shops. So, mm-hmm. I I definitely think that's a that's a dope premise. I think it's a uh, a, a pretty bold premise mm. uh, as well because you never know how people are going to react and, and people are going to accept you in in a community or a new community mm-hmm. of just a different environment than what you're used to, right. which. Which would bring me to uh, uh, one of my first questions that I do have for you uh, is the so you go and you go into a lot of people in the community up there in North Idaho. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to try to say the name of the city because hey, I can never I can never say it right. So, <laughs> it's fancy, very fancy. Hey man, I'm I'm not black French. I, I'm gonna leave that for everybody else. <laughs> So shout out uh, uh, what's his name? What's the dude's name who wrote uh, Count of Monte Cristo? Yeah, Black French. We out here. Uh, that was a good movie, by the way. Hey, you know. So I want to has well, I don't want to say majority or just is is the reception from from other people uh, 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 well? Do they do they receive you well when you're going into you know just people that you really might not know or just going into the community or have you ever had any instances where they're like, man, I don't know you. I don't know where you're from. Nah, we ain't rocking with you. See, nah, man, that's not even, um, so that's not even what the city's about. The actual name, Coeur Lane, uh, what it means is the heart of the y'all. And the all is like this little, um, like, carving tool. It's like a really sharp, you know, uh, I don't even know. It's hard to explain it. But if you Google A-W-L, um, it's, a, it's a tool and they got the name from the French, um, and the reason why they named the Native Americans who lived there the heart of the y'all is because they were sharp traders, which mm. which means they were they were okay with people coming in and out um, to trade with, and that's kind of that's that's the same attitude and kind of mindset that that city has um, really had. Um, I would say for a long time, the Buffalo Soldiers were there. Um, you know, Lewis and Clark went through there, and we all know the 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 um, center of. Everybody wants to say it was uh, what's Sachigawea. I don't know how to say her name. Everybody <laughs> wants to say it was her who led the people through, but it wasn't. It was my man York, the only black man who was with Lewis and Clark. I want to say he was the only black man. He might. He probably, was probably three or four <laughs> brothers with him. But York is the but one. But for today, he's the only one. And he was from the Ville, bro. Nobody. Oh, uh, for real? He was from the York. Shout out to York. Bro. You know, I, know, I know he got like some like relatives in like the West End somewhere. Like, that's my great great grandfather, bro. We out here. I need some. check them. my family history. Listen, and see, see if <laughs> everybody, we're connected. Everybody's connected. But the cool thing about Coeur d'Alene, man, is that they are a really accepting um, city. But they're accepting, they stay in their lane. So a lot of people, you know, I was um, talking to um, some friends of the family, and, you know, there was this tension because Coeur d'Alene didn't want to accept, like, refugees, and they mm. didn't want, you know, that, that's a big deal. You're not an open city if you don't accept refugees. But it's a city of, like, 40,000, 50,000. Where are these people going to go? You know what I'm saying? And 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 does the city have enough... Um, 
resources to actually long-term take care of this group of people? Or is this going to become another low-income group of people who are going to like, you know what I'm saying? That's where, that's where there is a line where people might think that they're not hospitable, but in all, in all reality, if you come in there and you, you're a part of the community, they're, they are very hospitable. Another big, um, piece of that like the negativity that gets shot that gets i don't know what the word shown uh, <laughs> that, that 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 uh gets put on that area is that the uh, area nation was there um uh. like 20 years ago like uh this dude named richard butler it was actually probably 20 30 years ago 40 years ago now um this dude richard butler had like an Aryan nation compound like literally kind of where i we used to work so like like I don't know, 10, 15 minutes outside of town. And they would have like these KKK, not, you know, Aryan <laughs> Brotherhood, alt right, whatever it is, like um, uh, parades. No, nah, no, nah, we're not going to use alt right. It's, uh, okay. it's white supremacist. That's what it is. White supremacist. <laughs> we, we, we're not going to sugarcoat what they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, for sure. I, see, I, <laughs> I, I, I use it synonymously. It's the same thing to me. Um, but, but these white supremacists, essentially, they would have this parade up up uh uh it's called sherman but it's the main town it's like it's like you know derby on broadway sherman it'd be derby on sherman you know what i'm saying (laughs) so the funny thing is with i'm I'm sorry i got add real bad so uh derby on broadway i said that on one of the shows actually it was teddy teddy uh teddy d was on the show yeah and uh i listened to that i did okay so I, i bring up we need to do uh derby on sherman Tell me why I had little ladies. We should do Derby on Sherman Tyler. We could get it popping. I was like, come on, Miss Dorothy. You got to chill. You got you don't want donks on Sherman. Hey, that'll be dope. Hey, for real. You don't have a little. Recorded. I need to see it. <laughs> a little day party at the very end. Listen, I'm trying. I need to get a hold of somebody. Um, but, you know, they'd have these. They'd have this parade going through. But nobody, the, the media, for real, they didn't talk about how. The businesses closed down because they didn't want nothing to do with it. The people turned. The people got on the the same street, not there to cheer the dudes on. Everybody turned their back on these people, and mm. that's the type of city that Quarter Lane is. That's why I feel comfortable there, even though it's North Idaho and there ain't no other black people for real in there. The people love diversity, man. It's it's a it's a dope place for real. Okay. Okay. Um, so that's a long-winded way of saying uh, they are very hospitable. All right. All right. That, that's all good. It don't matter how we get there as long as we get there. Uh, so uh, uh, another question that popped into my head, um, coming from, you know, the, the, the great city of, of Louisville, Kentucky, mm-hmm. you know, of course I'm sure there was a – well, I don't know. I can't be sure. That would be me assuming. Mm. Uh, if If there is any – uh, what 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 would you say would be the biggest adjustment going going from Louisville up to uh, you know let me try to say it right Quarter Lane. That's it, bro. You okay. got it. You got so, it. So you might was... be a little French, bro. <laughs> you might got a little something in you. <laughs> uh, what that remind me of that one commercial? Hold up, I'm gonna come right back to my right, question. So, hey, listen. But it remind me, the the commercial where the girl was set up on this online date and she was supposed to meet the dude. Uh. And it was look like some sloppy American dude, and she was like, "I thought you were French." And he looks and he's like, "Bonjour." <laughs> you don't sit your hood rat butt down, bro. You talking about bonjour? Uh, ugly. Okay, so uh, this question. Okay, what was the biggest adjustment mm-hmm. uh, that you that you had to make coming from Louisville up to Coeur d'Alene, uh, culture wise? Um. I would I would just say 
that there, I mean, on a daily basis, there are no other black folks. Like, maybe two or three. You know, I might see two or three black folks, a, not even a day, for real. Mm. Uh, and that's been the biggest thing, because I've always, you know, being from um, the East End of Louisville, shout out Worthington Hills, shout out Eastern High School, shout out Westport Road, all of that. Barrytown folks, all of that. What, East End, we out here. Um, <laughs> but being from... The West End out here, too, though. Hey, you know, you got to rep your own, bro. I, I ain't mad at you. Listen, we are all one as Louisville black, but, you know, there's a little segment in there. Um, the, the I think the biggest adjustment, though, is that even when I was going to Crosby Middle School, shout out Crosby, class of uh, 2000, um, even when I went to Eastern, shout out to the 99-2000, um, there were still black folks around, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, even though, like, the majority of my sphere of influence were, like, the little white kids, shout out to, uh, you know, Reed Davis out there, shout out to Seth Williams and all them, um, even even though like those Mark Koshua, those are the kids that I grew up with, hanging out with in middle school. There was still the you know the the Bonner, Will Bonner, and and all them dudes that um, I was just around. You know, it was still they, I still got some flavor from this side too. North Idaho, bro, I met. You know what I'm saying? Especially in my, this might be one other dude who we go to church with. But I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, bro. Like you know, and I should we should be out there together, but. It's, you know, you live your day-to-day life, and you want to be able to say, we out here as a unit, you know what I'm saying? We linked yeah. up, we stay together, but, you know, bro, I got work, you know what I'm saying? So, Definitely just got to work. Yeah, so that's 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 been the biggest thing for sure. Um, even though I grew up around white folks, the fact that there are, like, no— Still even less, less out there. Oh, uh, you talking yeah. about you went from, like—Louisville's probably, like, not half and half, but it's a good mixture of, of cultures yeah. here. Yeah. yeah, It's, like, 99.2% white, bro. Mm. Well, yeah. I'm sure that's definitely an adjustment. And then even even so so uh, Spokane, Washington is like, it's like Indiana. So Spokane, Washington. Spokane, Washington is. I think that word of what's the color girl was from? Rachel Dozal. Shout out to Rachel. No, I was playing. No, yeah, no shout outs to her. No shout outs to her. You know what? Nah, nah. I'm gonna give her a shout out, and I'm gonna give her a shout out because she's giving me a, a, a you know a nice couple of years of good comedic good com- gold. <laughs> Right. So shout out to her. Keep Listen. on coming. She done wrote the book and all that. Oh no, book. she did. Bro, I didn't know that. She wrote a book. Uh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. But it had nothing to do with what she was doing, right? It was like some kind it of fruit fruit book. No, I no, think it was. It? I think it's an auto. I think it's like an autobiography of her life. Really? They kicked me out the NAACP. I think Come it is. On, Rachel, like, you need to real. stop. Like, I didn't see that on Black Twitter. Why did they roast her? They, I think they did. did they? I don't know. I read. Oh, I think man. I read it on on the root. Okay. Yeah, I read yeah. well, I read that every day basically. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, yeah. Rachel knows it. Okay. I didn't mean to cut you off again. I'm sorry. Oh no, no, no. I totally forgot. I was using my ADD was God was in this conversation. Spokane, Washington. <laughs> Spokane. So um it's funny because like Spokane is way it's the biggest city within miles outside of Seattle, which is you know, two or three hours away from Spokane, but but going east, it's the biggest city like in Washington until you get to like Denver, Colorado. Mm. So um, it's weird, man. The only um, like racist or you know, because Louisville's kind of passive aggressive when it comes to racism in some yeah. ways. You know what I mean? Like it's it, especially growing up in the East End. It was like you, it, it's cool that you're my son's friend, but don't don't yeah. date my daughter. I don't even hang in the East End anymore. Oh, uh, bro, I, the family still live there. So like like just growing up in there, that's that's what it is. Uh, <laughs> let's let's just be very frank. <laughs> um, 
but that's what that's what Spokane, Washington is. So I'll take my wife to to Anthropology at the mall because you know, shout out to Anthropology. My wife loves them. Cool, we're spending a little money on clearance because my wife is very frugal. Shout out to Tom Stanley. I'm gonna hit you <laughs> with some knowledge. If y'all have never read, um, uh, what's the book called? Now I'm forgetting. Uh, uh, Millionaire Next Door by Tom Stanley. He breaks down. Um, what real millionaires look like and it's not the cars it's not the clothes it's not the Louis Vuitton it's quality over quantity so um, my wife she's about that life too she she shops clearance nice mm. stores but clearance so we go out there to Spokane Washington bro and, and you know I get the side eyes I get the you know oh, why are you <laughs> you know all that stuff bro I'll be out there mad man but in beautiful little Coeur d'Alene nothing it's, it's beautiful it's, it's frosty let me let me tell you what you're talking about smart shopping and and not spending a bunch of money. Mm. When I tell you, up there is an extreme uh-huh. couponer. Okay, oh she about that life. <laughs> about that life. Does she got the she got the? Uh, listen, we don't need these right now, but we gonna need these, and they had the good coupons. See, yeah, every yeah. everything, <laughs> everything. It's good. Listen, Thomas Stanley says that the like the number one. Leading, um, what's he say, like cause of, of wealth building, it's having a partner who is more frugal than you are. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I will agree. I will agree. I'm telling you, they're saving us money, bro. Let me, let, me, let me ask you this other one, and this, and this just popped in my head, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? I do set the topics out for, like, the, the sports and mm-hmm. the hip-hop stuff, but when I interview somebody, depending on who it is, mm-hmm. I, sometimes I just go with the flow, yeah. so I think this is a good question. Are you like a mini celebrity in Coeur d'Alene now? Mini celebrity. So here's because the thing. I, I I know you I I know you've been in the paper. I, you know I got a little shit. I know you've been you in the day newspaper. I got something going. <laughs> I'm out here a little bit in these streets. Uh, so um, I would say I'm not a celebrity, but I'm the only I'm the only black dude who's shining a little bit. So in that capacity, well, you probably gonna stand out anyway, for sure. If you're I, I one of already. like three or four black, and they definitely thought I was an NBA player. <laughs> Listen, I was in Goodwill, you bro. You should roll with it. I, I, I should have, bro. I could have charged a good fifteen hundred for a, in, for an autograph. And Goodwill, this dude was like, "Hey, man, do you play in the NBA?" I'm like, "If I'm in Goodwill, bro, you ain't, who see LeBron out here just thrifting like that? You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's Come hilarious. on, man. Nah, so I'm a not for real, but like." People will see me on the street and be like, hey, man, you do the podcast. Plus, you know, it's, there's a way of growing your following on social media where you just go through and you follow people. You get your, it's like, um, it's like blast emails. You do the same yeah. thing on social media to grow your following when you don't have this like huge machine behind you. Like you got podcasters like Nori, DJ EFN. Uh, yeah. They got the name. They already, oh, even man. like the Joe Buttons. And they got and, everything behind yeah, They got the vote they, behind them. Come on, man. Even before that, like Nori, when they were just like independent, they, Nori, come on, it's man. It's already Yeah, exactly. You yeah. got all these people behind you already pushing your name. So let's say, let's say you don't have management just because you Nori and you put out a, sh- you put out a podcast you already got like seven hundred thousand oh, listens. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then you get a contract, you easily a million. So in 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 the in the same regard, like it's I don't even know why I started talking about that, bro. I'm not gonna lie, I just I just lost myself. I don't either, but I, I went with you. We gonna go with so- it. <laughs> <laughs> I was finna get I was trying to I was trying to freestyle it back into the point that we but it was gone, bro. It was you can save you can save car insurance by uh, shopping with Geico. That's it's supposed to fix everything. Now, yeah, it was about being a mini celebrity in court. Mini celebrity. That's what that's, that's where it. we was at. Yeah. So so um t- to answer the question, man, um 
just because I'm a black dude in North Idaho, there was already a little shine, especially since I'm doing positive stuff. You know what right. I'm saying? If I was out there like selling a little coca, um, it might be a little <laughs> different, you know, and, and I probably would be even more of a celebrity if, if I was doing uh, the negative. But yeah. since I'm doing the positive, I have a lot of the older people on my side you know, uh, I met the mayor the other day. It's a small, you know, 45, 40, 50,000 people. You're going to run into the mayor every once in a while. And he was like, yeah. he's got this jacket that has the community experiment on the back. And it was like, hey, man, I've seen your jacket in the paper. Turn around. What's that say? And I was like, hey. he was like, I'm the mayor. I was like, bro, I know who you are, man. Said, I'm the mayor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the mayor. I was like, where's Steve? What's, what's cracking, bro? But he's all about that hey, sport. Let's get some contracts, bro. Hey, come on, man. You know, I'm trying to do a little podcast for the city. I could do that'd be, you know, that'd be real dope, I'm man. I'm not even playing right now, bro. For real. Yeah. Um, yeah, hey, man, that was an excellent first segment. What we're going to do, we're going to take one quick break and we'll be right back with more of the Ball and Beats podcast. Thanks for sticking with us during that break. Uh, we're back with more of the Ball and Beats podcast. Once again, I'm your host, B. Spence. I'm here with my guest, Tyler C. from the Community hey. Experiment Podcast. Yeah, I heard North Idaho's finest, baby. Uh, so what we're going to do, we're going to get into a, 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 just a few of these hip-hop topics. Uh, first one we'll go ahead and touch on is going to be uh, Joe Budden's departure from the everyday struggle. Mm. Uh, so of course they've, I think they have that, that everyday struggle show, I, I believe it's been going on maybe six, seven, eight months, something like that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so of course anybody that doesn't know that's Joe Budden, DJ academics and the moderator, I believe her name is Nadeska. Uh, so, I mean, they definitely had a, a, a real good, uh, balance from their show. What made it great was Budden and academics, um, What's the word I'm looking for? My mind just went blank. The debate. Yeah, yeah, they have good debate on there. It's mm -hmm. like the yin and the yang, so it was great. Right. So, of course, Joe Budden is no longer on the show. Uh, when it, when it went down, uh, Joe Budden just had a, had a child, so he was out. They had uh, guest co-hosts on there for for a week. DJ Who Kid was on there. Mm -hmm. Uh, so everyday struggle, the, the producers at complex were saying that, you know, this is a guest co-host. Joe Button is out on paternity leave. Joe Button gets back on Twitter and was like, no, stop lying. I'm not on paternity leave. Don't try to blame it on that. Mm. So of course, uh, 
he left the show. His contract was up. Their, you know, negotiations didn't work, so he's no longer there. Uh, so I, I want to want to ask you, you know, one, did you know, did you ever watch that? Uh, you know, and, and 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 what do you what do you think about the whole situation surrounding Joe Budden leaving the show? So, um, you know, I watch it every once in a while, like the clips and more clips than an actual like watching it dedicated listener and, and, and viewer or whatever. Um, here's my thing. In this day and age, there are not um, like you you cannot put all of your uh, marbles in one jar, as they say. It's not the saying, but I'm going to go with it. Um, and Joe Buttons is, is a smart man. And I'm sure that um, uh, academics and uh, the moderator, uh, I'm sure they have other things going on, but you, you can't. You got to keep your lane open a little bit. And I, and I feel like, based on the tweets that I saw from old girl, uh, I, I apologize, young lady. I don't know your name. Modesco <laughs> Alexis, I think is what it is. Something like that. I apologize. Um, for, for, for this show, I'm going to call you old girl. Um, I, you know, from what I saw, she was hurt because she thought something big was finna happen. But, you you know, you on Complex. You got a nice little show. You're good. But she thought it was finna be, she thought she was going to be Oprah, I feel like. You know, or th- she thought uh, it was going to yeah. be, like, this is going to be, like, the next 15 years of broadcasting or something like that. Uh, I could be wrong. That's just my opinion. I feel like she she really had her heart and soul on this one uh, thing. And I don't think you can really do that in, 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 uh, in the world of entertainment these days. I think Joe is smart. Um, not to latch himself down to one thing. He's built a brand for himself. He's out here in the entertainment world. He's out here on social media. He's known as, um, I would say that uh, Joe Button is the closest thing to Tax Stone. I don't know if you know Tax Stone. Yeah. Uh, he's he's like, since, since Tax is up, he's the closest thing we got to somebody who's actually going to say something even remotely uh, real. And I shouldn't say that. In that world, there's not a whole lot of people who have the presence the way Tax had the presence. Um, And I think as far as mainstream is concerned, Joe Buttons is the Joe Button is the is the um, I'm not a fan of him, but he is the next best thing to Tax, Um, which we saw on that Tax on Joe Button episode on Tax's show. Um, so for him to do this, I'm not surprised, and he and I think he knows what he has. I, know, I think he knows yeah. who he is as an entertainer. He knows who he at, who he is as a voice for the culture, and I think that he is. I think he feels like um, he is worth more than what that they were show. Trying to give him. Exactly. It's like it's like when you look at like, uh, and I think you know, all people, but definitely all black people should understand that you might be worth more than what they pay. Yeah. You know, you, you look you at. You got to know your worth. Yeah. Absolutely. Look at the the, the balls. Like, oh yeah, bro. Come on. We mad at him, but Papa Ball, he he had a vision, and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna do his thing. Like, I'm gonna do it on my own. I have all the ability to do it. Why not? Why do I need to depend on you? Right. And I hope that that Joe Button kind of does the, excuse me, the same thing where he's like, you know what? We can really make this work. Like, I'm gonna use this uh, persona, and it might not even be persona. I'm gonna use this my personality yeah. and I'm going to get this money off of my personality because it's what God has given me. And I'm not going to latch myself onto 
people, I guess one of the things that I read in, in the uh, reports is that he didn't like the, the direction that the producers and all these people were trying oh, to yeah. take everyday struggle. Yeah. Hey, bro, go go do your own thing because you know you have the platform to do it now. Go out there and make this money and, and, and uh, uh, you know, shoot the idea to different people and get as much as you can now and, yeah, and be smart with it. The, the the one of the rumors floating around now is that he's getting a deal with Revolt TV. Come that's, on, that's man. the big rumor. Did you see the uh, Did you see the Joe Button Charlemagne end of the year? I have not. I uh, saw uh, I, I saw it on my phone this morning, uh-huh. and I was like, I had to save it. I'm I'm gonna yeah, read that later and listen to it, and, and I gotta check it out. Yeah. But yeah, man, Joe. I mean, when you got to think about it. Everyday struggle. Joe Budden created that. Mm-hmm. He created that. He's so that that, that was his. It wasn't. It so, wasn't academics. Uh, even, let's look at the Migos. He was just brought on, bro. Come and, on, and, man. And you know, ac- academics. He gets, you know, he gets piled on a lot. Mm-hmm. I think unfairly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's mainly because of the the generation gap when it comes to hip hop. You got the old heads and the new right. school. They always butt. Right. So that that's what makes the show great because Joe Budden. Of course, the old head mm-hmm. academics is the new school. Mm-hmm. That's why it was a great dynamic. That's the word I was looking for earlier. That, okay, they okay. got a great That's dynamic. Shout out to your education. <laughs> Shout out to EHS. <laughs> so I, I, I really, I really feel like everyday struggle is going to fall off. I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to stay as successful because who can you put in there that's going to have that type of same dynamic with it? Right. Now, now, granted, I've never been a big fan of Joe Budden's music. Right. Even everybody says that he's so great and he's such a dope lyricist with the slaughterhouse stuff. Like mm-hmm. that's cool. I've, I haven't listened to it, mm-hmm. but pump it up. Just turn me off. Hey, <laughs> it just turned me off. Yeah. I don't want to hear him anymore after the pump, pump, pump it up. Nah. Bye, Joe. <laughs> Come on. No, you know what? It's not even. It's not even by Joe. It's Joe. I want to hear you in a different lane. Yeah, as a as a personality mm-hmm. on on the podcast space, dope. I really like it. Even if I like, I might disagree with him. 95% of the time. Absolutely. But he, it's a good personality. Mm-hmm. He had a good dynamic. He keeps you engaged. Uh, it's just, it's it's for good. It's it's still good content. Mm-hmm. He's abrasive. Yeah. Like that is, it's weird to say, but it's good. Yeah. He's abrasive. He, yeah. he really gets under people. And that's cool. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great. So, you know, uh, uh, hopefully the rumors are true and he's got a good platform on Revolt mm-hmm. that is, is going to be dope. You know, hopefully academics is still successful. He gets, you know, piled on unfairly, I think. But, you know, hey, that that's life. Much success to all of them. But here's the thing. Academics. I, I, again, um, oh, girl, I don't he know He does you. do some clown stuff, though. He, absolutely. But, bro, build your platform but everybody on that does clown, clown stuff. stuff. Absolutely. Come on, man. Even even Joe with the Migos, it was a little bit of clown stuff. Joe, period. Oh, yeah. Bro, you on reality TV. That's what makes it funny. Absolutely. And he, and he, and he knows it. Bro, and you got to use he, that. He, he uses that. Yeah. So it, it's dope. Academic so. needs to learn from his, uh, what's the word, predecessor or something like that? Yeah. And go with it, bro. He'll be all right. Yeah. Much, much success for them. They'll be dope. Mm-hmm. Next next thing we want to talk about. Uh-oh. Next thing. This, this is going to be good. Eminem's new album, Revival. It's already a number one album. I think he set the record for like eight or nine straight number one albums. Um, I have listened to it multiple times to get a feel of it. And I will preface this. You know what? I'm going to wait on mine. You the guest. Let me go ahead and get your view on the album. Let me get you first. You the, okay. you the guest. All right. So I've list- I've not listened to the full album in its entirety, but I have listened to quite a few songs. 
Um, here, here is my, and, and, um, I guess, let me go ahead and preface this. Uh, <laughs> I grew up, uh, which I will say, and I won't keep repping the East end because you know, we out here. Um, I grew up on the East with a whole bunch of white kids who thought they was hard. Um, that I, is true. I think that a big piece of what made them feel hard was in the, Early 2000s, late 90s, you had the emergence of Eminem, white rappers. Cool. I got no problem with you, bro. Do your thing. Um, But what left the, I guess, sour taste in my mouth, shout out to Sour Skittles, uh, (laughs) shout out to Sour Patch Kids. Um, But what, 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 what left that taste in my mouth was not Eminem, but it was the, um, Little white kid the with fans. blonde hair. Yeah, yeah. And and then it turned into um, the little white kids with blonde hair, Air Force One, and Junko jeans. <laughs> like, like it turned into them because I didn't, you know, when I, when I grew up, I was like, I was pretty much like the skateboarder kid or like the square kid who I'm just trying to eat. You know what I'm saying? Like. The skateboard. I skateboarded for a quick couple months. Yeah. Trying it out. Yeah. Shout out to the. To the to the to the first black skateboarder in the oh. city of Louisville, my oh. big brother, hey, Courtney. Facts, you know the first one. Facts, bro. <laughs> legendary Courtney Spence. Listen, between, put a lot of other kids on the skateboard. Hey, most definitely, uh, Courtney, Paul, Roby, all them dudes, bro, for real. Um, but I was that kid. So what I had, what 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 I saw was little white kids. From Lake Forest, little white kids from, uh, what's the other one over, uh, Plainview. Douglas Hills. Oh, come on, Crosby Middle School, Douglas Hills. I'm I'm getting little white kids like, I'm blacker than you, because I listen to Eminem, and I wear Junko jeans, and I wear, uh, every once in a while, I'll sneak a FUBU shirt in here, and I'm getting in fights. I'm like, bruh, you blacker than me, but your daddy won't let me date your sister. You blacker than me, but we go to the mall, and your mom grabs her purse and puts it on her side because she sees me coming. Yeah, they don't do this to you, but mm. you blacker than me. So nah, don't so, say that. Oh, uh, bro, it's a, that I got in more fights because <laughs> you're of, not blacker than these hands, <laughs> right? And you definitely <laughs> will get them, bro. Come on, man. I got more of that growing up on the East End, and you know when you're a kid, like you look at what you think caused that, and it's gonna stick with you. So when I look, when I listen to Eminem, especially now, like from what I've heard of the album. A lot of it seems, and again, I've not listened to the full album, so I apologize if I am wrong in what I'm saying, but I'm going to say it anyway because I'm allowed <laughs> to. Um, I, I hear a lot of, and this is all of his music, really, I shouldn't say all of his music, a lot of the music. Uh, I hear a lot of complaining. I hear a lot mm. of, um, this is my story and it's bad. Cool, bro. If that's your narrative, go ahead with it, man. Like, I can't, I can't say that... Um, your narrative is wrong. Uh, what's what was eight mile was your mm. narrative. You built your battle raps off of your narrative. That's cool. It's just not me. You know what I'm saying? So when I look at your album now and you making millions, you got, you know, billions, probably you come up with one of the most infamous producers of all time. And you still talking about your problems. Uh, bruh, I, <laughs> I need my people to be lifted up. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why when I look at, um, and everybody talks about their problems a little bit. Yeah. But I don't need 10, 12, 15 tracks of you c- crying, bro. Like, 
you're a white man in America. Like, I love that you an ally. I love that you, you know, have your opinions and you diss Trump and all. Cool. I, hey, bro, you know, I'm right here. My, my heart fills you, I guess. You know what I'm saying? I need, I need education, though. Like, our mm. people need education. Our people need... And you can say the same thing about, like, black rappers who talk about getting cheddar and rims and booties and all this. Cool. Whatever. All the way around, um, we need education. Not education, a piece of paper that's that's you can hand to a dude and say, I got this piece of paper, so you're supposed to give me something. Education as in, like, I need you to teach me how to file my taxes as a businessman. Right. I need to know what's going to cost me more money than make me more money. Like, if you're not, right for me, where I'm at in my life, if you're not telling me that, if you're not telling me that you think credit is the right way to build businesses, if you're not telling me that um, instead of buying, like, 15 cars, you need to buy the neighborhood that you live in or buy real estate or invest in the Roth IRA over investing in a watch that might or gold as currency, bro, like you, you, you're not helping my situation and you're not helping my son and his son. You might be um, an ally, but are you an ally or are you somebody who is using a culture to get ahead because you are somewhat talented and that might not be his case but that's based on it is the case out there for some people oh most definitely and based on my history um there there are so many culture vultures not just for hip-hop now mind you i'm not saying eminem is that right i don't think eminem is one is a culture vulture yeah but but there is a big they're out there there's a big group of people though who um iggy azalea definitely was influenced by eminem Definitely got a little bit more emboldened because oh, Eminem yeah. did it first. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's M's fault. What I'm saying is I don't know that I can sit there and listen to your album knowing that that's the case. In the same way that I'm probably not going to listen to people's album who, uh, I should, that's a lie, that's a cold lie. I was going to say who <laughs> talked about pushing drugs and then it's, it's a double Man, standard we, in some ways. Music is music. I'm going right. to listen to I'm going to listen to anything that sounds good. Yeah. And that's just me. I know content is important. Right. Some music is for content. Some music is just to sound Absolutely. good, just to have a good time. And which is which is which is another point. Um I just don't like his music. <laughs> like Exactly. I'm bro, I will take so, and this is this is going to be <laughs> this is going to be messed up. People are going to be like you are crazy. But I will most definitely, with, without any hesitation, I know this is going to sound, shout out to Joe Buttons. Come on, man. I know it's not Buttons, it's a Button. But I'm going to keep saying it. I will take the Migos over Eminem any day. Oh, that's, hey, I mean, I, I will too. Come on, man. But here's, beats, this, bro. this is one more thing on Joe Button, and mm-hmm. I'm going to say what I think about this Eminem album. Yeah. See, this is why I like Joe Button so much, because he sticks to his guts. He doesn't mm-hmm. care who you are. Right. Joe Button is signed to Eminem, okay? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's on Shady. He's on Slaughterhouse, the rap okay, group okay, Slaughterhouse. Yeah, yeah. Him, Joel Ortiz, mm-hmm. uh, Crooked Eye, or King Crooked, however you want to call him, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Royster 5'9", mm-hmm. Slaughterhouse. They're signed to Shady. Mm-hmm. So, like, Joe Button is one of M's guys. Right. He straight up said he didn't want to hear Eminem's album. <laughs> he doesn't like it. So, but, so, okay. So, let me let me tell you how I think about this uh, this new Eminem album. And I will preface it with I have not been a huge fan of Eminem since O two, O three. Eminem show came out like O two, O three, I believe. Uh so from what I've only liked two of Eminem's albums. I didn't like the first one. Uh the the Slim Shady LP did not like that. The Marshall Mathers LP was amazing. Mm. That's a classic album. The Eminem show was amazing. That mm. was a classic album. Everything after that has been garbage to me. <laughs> 
So for 15 years, he's put out garbage albums. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 15 years. I, I haven't been able to get with it. And, and this, this, this latest album, I, I'll start off by saying, I don't know what he was trying to accomplish with this album. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he was trying to do with the album. Because even though it's an album full of rap songs, mm-hmm. it does not sound like a rap album. And when I say it doesn't sound like a rap album is, and I, and I got the track list pulled up here. Mm-hmm. Okay. The features that he has on the album and the songs that he has on the album. His first single was the walk on water with Beyonce. Everybody loves Beyonce. I don't want it. Beyonce Eminem song. Mm-hmm. They don't go together. Right. Okay. Ed Shireen, a feature on his album. Alicia Keys, another feature on his album. Again with Beyonce. I don't want an Alicia Keys and Eminem song. Kalani is on his album. Mm-hmm. Pink is on his album. It sounds like he was making, he tried to mesh a hip-hop album with a pop album. Right. No. Not Eminem. No. Don't want that. Not M. So I, I don't know what he was trying to accomplish. Uh, I I did not like the way it sounded mm-hmm. whatsoever. I liked maybe like one or two songs on it. One song on it that I did like, uh, let me find uh, the name of the song here. I think it was uh, Untouchable. Untouchable was a real dope song. Mm-hmm. And it's dope because of the content in the song. Mm-hmm. So it, it's more along the lines of him dissing Trump, him being the ally. Right. That was, okay. a, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, that's a dope song. But everything else, man, is just it's just horrible, man. Mm-hmm. I can't like like people have Eminem in their top five artists or top ten, and and people look at me crazy when I say no, Eminem's not in, not even in my top ten, maybe not top fifteen. Mm-hmm. And they're like, how he's so dope? Like, yes, Eminem is a dope rapper. He can rap really good, but his his catalog of music is crap you can't be in the top 10 with a crap catalog of music 15 years 15 years of terrible music bro and it's almost as like well well oh you're just saying that because he's white well and then my response is you know what you're partially right Mm -hmm. okay so i'm not gonna lie Mm -hmm. and it's not specifically because he's white he can't be in my top 10 but people always look towards he sold these millions of albums and he's done this well, if you go back and listen to one of his classic albums that I like, the Eminem show, mm-hmm. and he specifically says in the album, let's do the math. If I was black, I would have sold half. I didn't mm-hmm. have to graduate from Lincoln High School to know that. So Eminem knows that mm-hmm. if had he not been white, he would not sell nowhere near the amount of records. Right. And to say that he's, I know that he's a dope lyricist. It doesn't mean he's one of the top ones. Right. There's so many other dope lyricists. And if you look, if 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 people ever listened to Cannabis, mm-hmm. if you listen to both of their music, then you would see and hear that Eminem is just a white version of Cannabis. Mm. And Cannabis has sold nothing and gets no love. None. So that's my spiel. I'm not a big fan of the Revival album. I don't know where he was going with it. Um Hey man, that's just it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like it. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's whack. I <laughs> I agree. Let me just say that I I agree. It, it just that just is what it is. Can I can I pull can I pull um can I pull a uh, what's the word? You know how you you uh you know how white folks and shout out to white folks. I'm not trying to say that. <laughs> that's, what, that's where I'm going with this. Can I pull the the white card? Uh, that sounds bad. 
can I pull the card where it says, um, but I like white people, my friend. I got a couple white friends. Oh, yeah, I got a couple white friends. My wife is white, so I'm not racist, right? That's what they say. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? No. Yeah. no. It's not about him. It is about him being white, but uh, my wife is white. That, that should give I just me think he gets overrated because he is white. Oh, no, absolutely. I think that if we look lyrically, at, people will say he's dope because he can say all those word, words real fast. Who is Twister? Who is E-40? Who is Bone Thugs? Who is, come on now. Saying word fast don't make it dope. Come on, dog. I I just, I'm not doing this, bro. Like, I'm not, I'm I'm from here. You got to listen to you. Chill, chill, bro. I'm not trying to look into the dictionary (laughs) to to listen to a little music. Come on, man. So, uh, let me go ahead in this section with this one thing. This is something real interesting that I just came across. Mm -hmm. Uh, Black Thought from... uh, Roots from the Roots band. Yeah, Black Thought had an interview. Black Thought says that they they asked him about you know the the, the mumble rap what they what the, what people call mumble rappers. I don't like calling them that mm-hmm. because I think it has a negative connotation on it, and I'm not getting ready to just downplay all the newer younger rappers. Right. But Black he was asked about mumble rap, what he felt about it, and his retort was, "I basically invented mumble rap." Mm. And when you first hear it, you're kind of like, what in the world are you talking about? Right. But then when he explains it, he's like, you know, him being in a band, it's it's different. He's in a live band, and he has to kind of go with the flow of, <coughs> I'm sorry, mm. of what they're doing. And he would say, he would take stuff from, you know, old, like, jazz-type music, right. little skit-scat, scat, yeah. and he would not be saying words, just making, you know, noises <coughs> right along with the music so it was like yeah that's i mean that's kind of what that's kind of mumble rap mm-hmm. he's not saying anything and so and and you know so he was like you know you can't really talk bad about the younger generation now they're not doing it the same as him mm-hmm. but it's just a little bit different and you know we we got accepted the, the rap game changes I always has right. since the 80s so I just thought that was interesting. Just wondering how you feel about that. His whole saying, you know, he invented mumble rap. Right. That's a very, um, that's a very intense statement to say I invented anything. It uh, is. You know, like uh, it's it's like saying, um, well, you, you you look at that. Who who invented invented <laughs> things? You got you got yeah. Like like there are there are famous people who invented things. But then you take something like a form of art and say, I invented that. When you have, um, if you invented it, then you are you might also be saying you invented scat and, and, and stuff like that. Mm. Because that could have been its own form of rap before you were even before uh, uh, Rapper's Delight, before all of this stuff. You could say rap was back then as well. You could say rap was the blues, essentially, because yeah. a lot of rap sounds like what we, well, Sun House, with no music, out there clapping and making a beat with his foot, could have maybe been considered rap. It might have been more like Trey Songs, but it was probably not Trey Songs. What's the boy's name with the, with the crazy <laughs> eyes, with the braids, with the dreads? Eminem and now, dang. Uh, what's the dude's name? Crazy Eyes and the Dreads. Oh, uh, man. Are um, you talking about... Ty Dollar Ty Signs. Ty Dollar Signs. I, been, I love his music. Dude, see, I've heard one or two songs from him. It. Hey, man, hard. You gotta. I'm not. It's not hard. It's just. I don't know the way to describe it. It's kind of. It's. It's just. It's just real laid back. Yeah. Like just laid back, cool music. Because he's, he's from the West. He's from California. Okay. Yeah. 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 I was raised on West Coast music, mm-hmm. so I'm. I'm 
kind of biased towards that right. type of music. But I just it's it's like just West Coast cool, uh-huh. just chilling type of yeah. music. You know, like nothing too serious or nothing like right. that. Right. So so I think my I think where I'm going with this is that a lot of times we say that we invented something, even style. You remember the? You remember when, uh, like, our mid to to I shouldn't say early. It's still early two thousand, but like two oh uh, two thousand two, maybe even before that, late nineties. You remember when people used to put cuts in the bottoms of their jeans? Oh yeah, right here they used to cut the seams. So right they here. could fit over their boots. Tell me why I invented that, bruh. I invented that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was the first one doing that. Crosby Middle School, to the, probably 1999. No, no, no. Middle School. So, uh, like, 02, 03, somewhere. I don't know. Who knows? I'm retarded when it comes to math. I invented that at Crosby Middle School. I got in trouble. Kendrick Wilson, shout out to Kendrick. He got me in trouble for that. <laughs> I invented that at Crosby Middle School. Uh, but who? I can't say that. They was doing that in the 70s. It's called bell bottoms. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it's really hard for us to say that, especially in rap culture, man. I feel like there's a lot of... It's hard to say you invented anything right. in rap culture because everything is borrowed. What's that? Every, borrowed. Everything is borrowed. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody's influenced by everybody. But I, I also think that there... Does the conversation even... like Does that statement even need to... At a black thought... Like, he... I feel like there's a part of me that says, like, dude, you are so loved in the culture that you don't even need to make that statement. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't even need to qualify. Like, like, um... But I think... I think it's I think it's good that he made the statement for basically for him to say everybody craps on the newer generation of quote unquote mumble rappers, mm-hmm. but then he's like, Well, I'm a mumble rapper too. Right, and y'all love me. And he's respected. So mm-hmm. I think I mean, like you said, it's hard to say you invented something. Yeah. But I think he may have just said it as kind of like a brief to say, hey, you should respect these guys the same way that you to respect me. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of how I took it. Yeah. See, I think I think that um, I, I <laughs> it's hard because I, I disagree with him. I don't think that his version of Scat or, you know, rapping. Like, I, I listened to a couple of the songs that he references, um, and I think it's different. Oh, it's definitely not the same. It's, yeah, yeah. If I'm gonna say, if I'm gonna say, like some of these mumble rappers were, which I should, you know, it goes back to, are you? Do you want to say mumble rappers or not? Like, I think a lot of these young folks, I think a lot of them were influenced by people like Bone Thugs. I think a lot of them were influenced by um, definitely Future, um, definite. Which he, you know, he's a part of that brand, but like. There's, there are a lot of people, even like, you know, a lot of folks on Dungeon Family have been doing ad-libs for oh, a long yeah. time. You know what I mean? So it's hard for me to say, to hear, especially somebody from like the North. Like, I feel like if anybody invented mumble rap, it was more than likely somebody in the South. You know what I'm saying? Which, again, goes back to you can't really peg it down to anybody. Yeah. Cause it's Just because so the vernacular is different. Yeah, man. Like, like oh, I should say South or the West Coast because E-40 has had his own style uh, yeah. of speaking for years. Forever. For Pro- probably since he was born. Absolutely. He's probably been talking like that since we'll he was two or three. On the seven, 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 look him and Pootie Tang, bro. <laughs> Shout out to Chris Richardson, though. <laughs> oh, Pootie Tang. He was a Pootie Tang fanatic, I tell you uh, that. Talk about Chris? Yeah. Oh, uh, man, Seppa yeah. Tang on my Wadi tie, bro. Come on, man. Oh, my goodness. Dude. Hey, man, he he need to get her on the podcast, too. He keeps standing me up. I'm oh, gonna for come real? See him. Hey, what's he called? Yeah, yeah, tell a- him I'm going to go see him. <laughs> we I'm going to come see through. you, Axel. <laughs> Oh, I'm man. pulling up on you. I'm going to pull up on Axel. <laughs> What's the app? Is it, is it Axel Rich? Is that his 
yeah, jump yeah. out? Yeah. Action Rich. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling up on you, bro. Oh, man. Uh, okay. So let me go. On. We're going ahead. Uh, we're going to take one more quick break, and then we'll be right back uh, with more of the Ball and Beast podcast. Cool. Everybody, once again, thanks for sticking with us for another break. Uh, we're back with more the Ball and Beats podcast. Again, I'm your host, B. Spence, here with the guest host today, uh, Tyler C. from the Community Experiment Podcast. Hey. Uh, we're going to get into a couple sports topics. Uh, now, we just, uh, Christmas just passed, so of course, you know, NBA has feature games on Christmas Day. The, the feature game on Christmas Day was, of course, a rematch from this past year's finals and the year before that finals and the year before that finals. It was a rematch between the Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Rosters aren't all the way 100% during that game either, of course. Uh, Steph Curry is out right now, so he did not play in the game. Also, Isaiah Thomas still not in for the Cavaliers yet. Derrick Rose still out as well. So neither teams are 100%, but they did battle it out. It was pretty much even until the very end. And at the end of the game, it was a controversial, let's say it was a controversial no call mm. to where LeBron James was going up to the rim to get a layup. If you look at it, there was a couple fouls. Kevin Durant did foul mm. LeBron James a couple times during that play. It wasn't called. The NBA does have what they have, their final two-minute report where they put out, you know, mistakes that were made. And mm-hmm. they did come out and say, you know, hey, we missed these calls. Uh so this it's it's this is a question that I can ask. I think it's a good question. With the the two minute report, some people say that it's good that the NBA is being transparent saying that they missed these calls. Some people are saying it really doesn't matter. We're not gonna go back and finish those last two minutes mm. and you don't care about the other minutes of the other three quarters of the game. So you're not transparent about the whole game, just the last two minutes. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's what, what we'll focus on, on on that one. What what what, do you, what would you think about that final two that final two minute report where they come out and say, "Hey, the refs made these mistakes in the last two minutes of a game." It's it's a bit. Um, 
I'm not going to say unnecessary, but I would say that in, you know, it's only really necessary in those games that it, it if, if it was playoffs, championship type games, absolutely. Come in, because if it's a close game, but even then, is are you going to change? You know what exactly. I'm saying? If it's 99-97, dude shot a three, everybody thinks he got fouled, and that foul caused him to not win the game. Are you are you going to do anything about it, NBA? If not, then don't you, – you cause him more – I feel like the two-minute report is more – it's more like a clickbait type thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's more like something where people are going to have emotions about it. People were placing bets on this game. And, <laughs> you know, is the loan short going to take the money back? Because it was a two-hour the, – the two-hour – the two-minute report said that the game should have went the other way. You know Absolutely what I mean? not. You ca- Come on now. You're causing drama for non- and it's unnecessary. You know what I mean? You got people – with, with, with emotions going crazy. Uh, and we'll talk about probably this a little bit later, but, like, like you take it in college ball, like, like people dying uh, yeah. over games. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it, it is this mad drama in the streets when it comes to, to, to college sports, to NBA sports. So I think that the NBA putting out um, that, that in-game report, it's unnecessary. It's not going to really change anything. You might get a little pride out of saying that yeah. your team should have won that game or that championship game, and it was a close game. It was a good game, and if if that call would have been made, now we know you know who really has the ring, who really has the bragging rights. But let's be let's be real. If you bet and you ain't getting that money back, yeah, and it's I, over. I, I and I I agree with all of those points, but it's 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 definitely I do see both sides of it. Mm-hmm. Like you're right, they're they're not going to change the outcome of the game. We're not going to go back and replay it. But also on that, you know, hey, why do we just care about the final two minutes? You mm-hmm. may have made fifteen just incredibly bad calls in the first quarter mm-hmm. that just set the tone off bad for one team. That's true. And so so you know what what about those? Uh, so you're really not helping. And but then on the flip side, you know, if you do end up on a losing end and it's like it does kind of give you a little bit of validation. Like Mm -hmm. I knew that, you know, this wasn't done properly, Mm -hmm. but still in the end, it's it's really not going to change anything. Honestly, I really feel like this was implemented to I think it was implemented to placate fans. Mm. I really think it was. Because fans complained about it the most. The players didn't complain about it the most. Maybe right. some coaches might say something, but they didn't complain about it too much like that. It was the fans. It was the social media, people mm-hmm. tweeting and Instagram mm-hmm. and doing all of this. Because it's, it's definitely something new. It was implemented by the new NBA commissioner, uh, Adam Silver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stern didn't care about that. Stern didn't care about anything and anybody. <laughs> that wow. man was a G. Um, like every at the NBA drafts, when he goes up there to announce the next person, the whole crowd boos him, and he gets up there and he's like, "More, give me more." <laughs> Guess like, what? I'm still making yeah. this chatter, bro. You can hate so, all you want. And Adam Silver, the new commissioner, he uh, is a lot more fan centric. Mm-hmm. He wants to do more for the fans, yeah. to which in some aspects is good, but I, I don't know that this 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 two minute report is is doing anything for the league. It's mainly just a you know, placate some fans or whatever. It sounds like it's becoming more of a, um, you know how people will say things are political in the, in the, in the, in the politicians to a certain degree, not our current, I, I we're going to say our, not they co- current presidents. I won't put it on you. I won't say your, <laughs> uh, not they current president, uh, Trump. He is not 
that idea of political, but in the past, the a pol- like saying something is political kind of means that you um, are willing to hear or um, I shouldn't say be what's the word you, you, you I should say you're willing you're willing to hear both sides and kind not necessarily bend to both sides, but. It's politics, so you 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 definitely you're trying to appease both sides. Exactly. See that good education, bro. I didn't know, know what the words to say. I did not graduate high school on time, and this young man did. Um, I barely did. Don't get a twister. <laughs> man, shout out to shout, shout out shout out to Mr. Cox. And Mr. Cox. Yeah, because let me let me tell you real quick what uh-huh. happened. Okay, so it was my senior year. I played around too much my sophomore year, failed a couple classes. So, mm-hmm. senior, you know, senior year, the only class you're supposed to need to graduate is English. Right. Well, I had to pass English. I had to pass humanities. I had mm-hmm. to pass uh, physics. And I had to pass U.S. history. Okay. Did great with all of those, except for physics. I, I just played around in physics. It was the last period of the day. So, mm-hmm. I played around so, in there every day. Yeah. So the end of the year, you know, where the teachers, some would anyway, they'd let you come up there to their grade book and see what your grade is for mm-hmm. report cards come out. So I go up there, he's looking at me, and it's a 67. And, you know, you got to have a 70 to right, pass. Right. So he's, so he's like, here's your grade. And I'm like, okay. So he's looking at me, and I'm looking at him. He's looking at me, and I'm looking at him. And we looking down. He know I need this to graduate. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, you know I should fail you, right? I was like, yeah, I know. I'm 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 great. Take it. Yeah. And then he scratches it out, puts a seventy in there. I was like, "You the man. <laughs> you on, are the Mr. man." Shout out to Mr. Cox. Shout out that. to Mr. Cox. I did man. not get that. Love. He's why I graduated on time. That's what's up. That's and what's I don't up. even think my mama knew that. Hey, this is you. We getting the scoops, man. Ah, oh, yes, man. Listen, um, on Tyler's side, I had to have my freshman year. Every year, I was that kid with the ADD, but it wasn't like, um. It wasn't like the the crazy kid ADD. It wasn't like mm. I'm like on the, hey hey, hey. no nah, it <laughs> like wasn't like you burning the drapes down. Nah, <laughs> bro, it wasn't that time. It was I'm gonna sit here tweet 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 tweet. It was, she's talking about molecular <laughs> biopsy and all this stuff, and I'm sitting back here listening to, thinking about you know Geoff Raleigh and the skateboard and all kinds of stuff. No no thoughts in school at all. But what was happening was people would like pass me ahead from elementary school oh, on yeah. they were like oh he's good he's quiet he he give him a give him a d so i got like straight <laughs> d's and u's bro i was in summer school literally every year from like middle school on so it it, it follows suit freshman year failed pretty much everything couldn't play football no more try to play lacrosse let me give some lacrosse you know remember when, when uh uh, what was uh uh shout out to uh Ryan and Brandon what's their last name they came from Baltimore uh, oh yeah I'm, I can't uh, believe Heron. Heron. Heron, yeah I, I follow him on uh, social Brian, media Brian. all the time be more be more be more yeah Brian. see That's I knew his guy. brother a little bit more uh, he takes pictures and stuff like that now uh, but they got the lacrosse team going they brought it down and they was I'm I like cool they I, did that. oh yeah they was big on lacrosse and I was like man I'd like to play this. This black dude's playing this too. Cool. <laughs> it was, you know, his, it looked cold. Man, tell me why I get on the team for like, I don't know, a, a week. I, I wasn't even on the team. I got the helmet, and then um, right away it was like, you can't play, bro. You got like straight use. Like, <laughs> are you serious right now? You, you tried it. Oh my god, I had. It. I was so bored. I, I thought I was finna got be smooth. You. Nah, bro. I had the spin move played out, bro. It's over. You're not scoring nothing. You're not even on the team. You can't even be on the bench. Straight mm. use. So when it came time to graduate, bro, it's over. Like, I. That's when it really came in. I'm like, man, 
I'm retarded, and y'all didn't tell me. <laughs> Come on, uh, uh, JCPS, y'all can't help nobody out, bro. Over. So it was no like, oh, he has a 63, bro. I had like a 45. It's over. Mm. It's in all the classes. Shout out to Mr. Marshall. You know, none oh, of that. Oh yeah. Man. Shout out to Mr. Marshall still. He's actually the reason why I went ahead and graduated high school. It was a lot of hate from Mr. Marshall from a lot of different people. Oh yeah. He was. He and was it, like, and, it, and actually, it still is today. I just believe because it. of the stuff that he's actually doing for black boys right now. That's what I hear. Listen to me when I say it. Yeah. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. I Man, I see them on a video like, like, like I don't know, six months ago, talking about like uh, the diversity program that he yeah. has going on he's, and all this stuff. He's still the chief uh, equity officer for diversity for JCPS. Yeah, that's uh, what's up. Real big in in getting the the school for black boys up and going. Uh-huh. So if you don't like that, I don't like you. How about that? Kick rocks. How yeah, about, yeah. No, I believe you. I believe you. But he's he was like one of the first black dudes who really got me thinking. Like, I don't have to be. I don't. Younger black dudes, I should say, because yeah. I always had like my dad's age and up, like really speaking into my life. Um, but but Mr. Marshall was one of them dudes. He was cool. Like I knew, like he lived around the corner from me. Like he had a nice house. He had a beautiful wife. He had all these things. And I'm like, man, like he's smooth, and he's educated, and he's doing yeah. his thing as a, as an educator. Like I'm, you know, okay, okay. But so shout out, shout out. Let's hey. let's get into this right here. Tomorrow. Uh-oh. Friday. Dun, dun, dun. 1 p.m. Uh-oh. The battle for the bluegrass. Uh-oh. You see, I went into that little <laughs> voice mode. The battle for the bluegrass. <laughs> bye, 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 bye. University God, of Louisville Cardinals. Take hey. on the Kentucky Wildcats. Come on, man. Listen. He's <laughs> 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 Kentucky Wildcats. That's what they say, too. Who oh. will reign supreme oh, for the state of the Kentucky, hey. of the bluegrass battle? <laughs> the bluegrass battle. <laughs> Nah, bro. So definitely, this is the, the the biggest game that circled on every Louisville and Kentucky fans calendar. Yes, sir. We got it going on tomorrow at a weird time on a Friday at mm. one p.m. Mm. Where people will be at work, not including me. I will be off and watching hey. the game. Well, I don't. I may be able to go and watch the game. Some other things to do. But uh-huh. one o'clock tomorrow, University of Louisville versus University of Kentucky. Are you amped up for? First of all, you got to verify for the listeners which side you on, bro. Now listen, um, I don't know if you, well you can't see me because this is a podcast. <laughs> a lot of times, so let me be very upfront and um, uh, what's the word that we use in politics? Um, uh, I don't know what the word is. I'm just gonna be clear. Um, I don't. I'm not really a big sports person. I don't watch a lot of sports. I don't follow a lot of sports, but let's be 100% clear when it comes down to it, when I need to throw on the jacket, every other, every other part of the year, I rep my Louisville jacket and I say, it's because I'm from the great city of Louisville, not so great state of Kentucky. But when it comes to this time of year, when Louisville and Kentucky play, this is a 100% Louisville Cardinals jacket, baby. It's All just right. Louisville Cardinals in here. That's like, good, because this is a Louisville house we hey, in, baby. Hey, you was finna kick me out, wasn't it? If I came with a blue. Go uh, <laughs> Look, I got on blue and red. Oh, I'm sorry, I got on black and red right now. <laughs> and I ain't rapping no set, so y'all know it's the cards, baby, all day long. The blue the blue is cool, as long as it ain't Kentucky. Hey. That's cool, you know what I'm saying? Facts. I did grow up in Victory Park. I'm okay. used to the blue. Okay, you facts. Know what I'm saying? Okay. Hey, listen. <laughs> It's all love. <laughs> it's all love. We just don't do UK blue. We do Victor Park blue. Okay. All right. All right. That's what it is. <laughs> Man. But, yeah, I'm a, I am most definitely grew up in a Louisville Cardinals family. 
Um, Louisville Cardinal. My slave forefathers were Louisville Cardinals fans. Shout out to Farmington Historical Home and the Speed family. I don't know if I should shout them out because they did um, hold my, my slave forefathers in, in captivity. Uh, but I'm pretty sure they were Louisville Cardinal fans. My slave forefathers were Louisville Cardinal fans, I should say, even though the cards <laughs> wasn't around. But I know in their heart of hearts they were. Had to be. Had to be. And it, right, and it has come through through our red blood. Um, that's how you know everybody started. Just so You know how people talk about um, everybody started out in Africa as black people. Mm-hmm. Everybody started out as um, uh, Louisville Cardinal fans because their blood is red. Yeah. Technically, I think their blood is blue. But, uh, <laughs> no, don't you know, you know, that's, a, that's a, a very common misconception that was like, oh, well, you know, the blood is blue on the inside before it hits the air, before it hits right, the right. You know, it's only red when it hits the air. When it, I don't know where it came from, but it may be from people seeing some of their veins that have like a bluish, greenish hue to them. Uh-huh. But that's just because of how pigment. the... Yeah, it's just because of pigment. Uh, you know okay. what I'm saying? If you think about it, you don't... I mean, you do have red blood cells. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's what gives your blood the colors. Right red blood cells right so your, your blood is not blue on the inside at all see this is how you know that we graduated <laughs> from a very prestigious educational system we out here talking I'm about science saying. biology yeah i bleed blue if you bleed blue you need to go to the hospital bro go ahead and go to the hospital and go ahead and go to lexington because Louisville ain't having that you know what i'm saying we out here um but yeah i'm a cardinal fan you know what i'm saying i think that that uh let's let's just be clear I don't know any sports stats. I don't know any sports <laughs> statistics. But I know that Louisville's going to win. You know why I know that Louisville's going to win? Why is that? Because Louisville Cardinals is the best team uh, in the history of time. <laughs> Period. We're going to stick with that. It's very, you know, I, I sometimes um, can see myself as somewhat of a sports analyst <laughs> because of my heart. And my heart mm-hmm. is what color? Red. Yeah. Some would say pink. Some would say red and white. It's all hues of red. It's all hues of red, young man. And guess what? That's how I know that the blood that beats through my veins and goes through my brain is telling me that Louisville Cardinals finna win. Cardinal I, blood. I don't need... What's that? Cardinal blood. Cardinal blood. I have not thought about this. Did you Did you know that Cardinals also bleed red blood? They do. That's how we know Louisville Cardinals is going to win. And I'm sure you have some stats. I'm sure that there you have the breakdown of the players' analytics and what the players have done throughout college basketball, the type of training formats that they do. No? I, I, don't, feel like, I, mean, I mean, I do, but I, I'm I don't. I'm sure there are people out there who do. Shout out to LJ Fiasco. I, I, I'm sure course, there's plenty of, of people course, out there yeah. who got the breakdown. I don't need it. Bro. I do. I don't, I don't do that much of an in-depth breakdown. Uh-huh. Uh, and you know, if you don't like it, uh, you know, tough luck. Somebody else, I don't need But it, but anyway, it's not an in depth. But what I will say is, both of these, both teams are young. Mm-hmm. There may be some weird years where you can say UK is leaps and bounds ahead of Louisville, or mm-hmm. there's maybe some years where Louisville's leaps and bounds ahead of UK. This year isn't the case. Both teams are extremely young. Mm-hmm. Well, UK's teams are extremely young every year because they get one and done so they come and play one year in league right so they're young every year right but uofl's team is definitely really young this year and not neither team is really world beaters right now mm-hmm. so this game tomorrow i believe is going to be it's going to be a close game it's going to be very competitive it'll probably come down to the wire like it did last year mm-hmm. louisville won by three points last year mm-hmm. Uh, it was unseasonably warm around that time too, because I remember the jokes I was making because the score was seventy to seventy three, mm. and I went to work, and 
you know, I held it in. It's all about timing. The good jokes okay. are timing. Okay. So I didn't say anything. UK fan comes ask me, you know, hey, do you know how it's supposed to be the weather this weekend? And this was a fact. And this is how I tied it in. Couldn't mm-hmm. wait for it. Oh, I think it's going to be like 70 to 73 degrees. <laughs> okay. And I just sat You're there like with a You're like out here, bro. You okay, know what I'm okay, saying? Okay. <laughs> and it was great. And it was great. So Facts. I really I, I really think that it's going to be that type of game mm-hmm. tomorrow. Um, close, but the cards are going to pull ahead. Of course. I think and that the makes cards a good are going to pull ahead though. in the end. And, and, it's, and it's, it'll be dope for for uh, David Padgett to get the win mm-hmm. with all the controversy around Louisville right now, mm-hmm. losing Rick Pitino, losing Tom Jurich, every right. on the, this this uh, this the, uh, uh, the sanctions that are all everywhere. Right. It'll be amazing for David Padgett to come in his first year, get the win. It'll be amazing. So, shout out to Cards. We're going to get this win. Absolutely. You know what I love, though, about the city of Louisville and, and the not-so-great state of Kentucky? Um, there, are, there are probably like two – times a year when every teacher in Louisville becomes irresponsible when every uh, business owner, every non-corporate and even corporate business owner in Louisville becomes not responsible. That is Derby. Oh yeah. And anytime that Louisville and Kentucky are playing each other. I remember, I remember middle school, high school, all kinds of stuff working, working out here. Like I remember, like, like even like the days building up to teachers would be like, hey, so just so y'all know, that game's coming on at like two o'clock. The game's coming on, like even like like the uh, the game uh, this week, like it's one o'clock. We we're not finna, you know. Now it's Christmas break, but we, you know, we're not finna do no no work right yeah, now. I just want you guys no to know happening. that. I remember in middle school, you had the the uh, Cardinals fans had on they. Uh, red tip Reebok Classics. Oh man, the, the tips. Kentucky right? The Come tips. on, young Juvie out here. <laughs> <laughs> man, the the blue, the Cardinals had their blue tip. Some of them had on their navy blue tip. Uh, Reebok Classics. Even the, man, it I didn't had matter. the black tips. I had Did the black you? tips. Yeah. See, I couldn't afford no Reebok Classics. I had the uh, L, I had not even the LA Gears. I had the uh, what were they called? Um, man, pay less. I had the pay less oh, kicks the, on <laughs> the. Uh, I, don't, I keep saying L.A. Gears. It's not L.A. Gears. Uh, I can't remember what it was. They was they was all white, clunky. But it's okay. I'm the youngest of five. We out here making this uh, factory money. But, yeah, man. Cards is going to win all day long. Go cards. Go cards. Go cards. I feel it in my blood. My blood is red. Go cards. So, from that's college basketball. Uh, last thing we'll touch on here real quick. We got the uh, college football playoff. They're going to be starting up on New Year's Day as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so top four teams in the country, uh, you can say, you know, if you feel like they all deserve to be in or not, that's a whole different conversation. Won't get into all of that, but the top four teams, they are, let's see, Clemson is number one, uh, Oklahoma is number two, Georgia, number three, Alabama, number four. Uh, of course, Clemson won it last year with the sign watching. Uh, I'm going to say my pick that I, well, I want to see Clemson win it again, really. Mm. I don't think, I don't think anybody wants to see Alabama win it except for Alabama fans. Give me the top four again. We got uh, Clemson, Oklahoma, Georgia, and Alabama. I'm rolling with Clemson. Ooh, that's hard. So Oklahoma had the Heisman winner. So here's how I'm going to break it down. I ain't got no family in Oklahoma. 
Uh, where's Clemson at? I should know this. Clemson, and I should know that too. It's in the Carolinas. Is it, I got no family in Carolinas. I probably do, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna claim nobody. Let I, me make sure so I don't. So I don't sound stupid. Somebody on, mess around, on, on, cuss on you out on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm. A, I'm just gonna break it down this way. I'm gonna go. I'm. A, ooh, that's hard. I got a lot of family in Georgia. Clemson in South Carolina. South Carolina. I, know, yeah. I don't know who I got in, in South Carolina. I'm going to go with Georgia, though, and here's why. Uh, again, this is a very astute breakdown of sports in America, and this is how I break it down. This is my analytic process. Now, Georgia. In Georgia, you have the ATL, right? Right. So some would say that the ATL is is parallel to like the Harlem Renaissance. Like ATL yeah. is like the new black. It's you know it's it's like the epicenter. It's the new chocolate city. It's the new chocolate city. Let me let me give you some facts right here. Um, North Idaho, specifically Coeur d'Alene, has been said to be the new ATL. That's right. I, I I've heard it from multiple people. North, I'm lying. North Idaho. He <laughs> was looking at me like, bro, are you, are you serious? Nah, nah, I'm hey, going Maybe I can get educated. Hey, you know? you know what I'm saying? I'm out here to educate the people. North Idaho is the new ATL. And because of that, because I feel it in my heart of hearts again, I'm going to have to go with Georgia for this one. Georgia? Yeah. Mm, I can't knock Georgia. I, you know, I'm kind of on the opposite. Okay. Like, all of our family is from Alabama. Oh, yeah, like all of grandmother and grandfather. Okay. Entire family's yeah. from Alabama. Yeah. And uh I'm still going with Clemson. <laughs> Look, stick to it's, your guns. I mean, Shout out Joe Button. I love all of my family in Alabama. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I don't like Alabama. Okay. I, hey, at least you know. I d- I just didn't have fun when we visited all the time. Oh, we used to have real? to drive down there every yeah, yeah. year. Too hot. As a kid, mm-hmm. it's too hot. The mosquitoes are as big as dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ants are as big as cats. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Yeah, it's yeah. not. I yeah. love y'all down there, though. I love all of my family <laughs> in Alabama, though. But it's not the place for me to be. Right. And, you know, I, I, I don't want to see Alabama win, you know, any more championships. I'd rather see Clemson win it because they're from the ACC, mm-hmm. and so is Louisville. So, Okay, that makes uh, that makes sense. I might have to reconsider in the in the coming days, but for now I'm gonna stick with Georgia because I can see Georgia. Coraline, I, I can't. I, ATL. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't rock with Oklahoma either because their quarterback won the Heisman when uh, I wanted Lamar Jackson to win. Yeah. It, so I can't roll with Oklahoma. So here's the thing: I know we ain't talking about a lot about football, but Lamar Jackson is smooth. Let's just let yeah. me. You know, I've seen maybe one or two of his games, but let me tell you why I'm a Lamar Jackson fan. Uh, there is a picture of Lamar Jackson uh, photoshopped into a, I think it's a Michael Jackson uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, poster with a baby tiger. That's Listen, funny. It, and it fit. I thought it was him. I was like, he did a recreation? Word? Bruh, he's smooth. I'm, I'm going to go hilarious. with it. And the, the little, uh, when he when he uh, uh, leaped over little buddy in the game. Oh, yeah. That, that, it's like a, it's I think that was against Syracuse. Yeah, when, when he makes it one of these days to the NFL and he is a uh, iconic oh, yeah. figure in football, that is going to be one of the most iconic pictures of all time. That's going to be oh, his yeah. Ali, his his yeah. standing over. For, uh, I, uh, did, I never even thought about it that way. I think it's going to be an iconic picture because that, that is the um, personification of him being smooth. Like, I, you know, okay, that's, that's what he's saying to me. That's real. Shout out to the little young brother. Yeah. Is he from here? No, he's from... Oh, I want to say he's from Florida. I want to say. 
Okay. Let me, let me look. Let me look and see just to make sure. Now, while you're looking that up, let me just say to the people, uh, Florida. Actually, I was mildly rooting for Florida, not because I've watched any of their games, not because I know any of their stats, but because the young brother who had that big old uh, University of Miami chain on. You know what I'm talking about? Ah, uh, the turnover chain, brother. Listen, he. I became a Miami fan for about two minutes when I saw that. Again, I don't have any stats on the young brother. He could be the trashest player in the in the college league. But that chain, I was like, well, I, he might be doing something. If you wearing a chain like that, you know, in between plays, and, and you're doing your thing. They brought the swag back that they used to have in the 90s Listen, this year. Miami he, did. They was uh, a lot better man. this year. Did you see the uh, – I don't even know the little brother's name, uh, the little the old Hispanic man on ESPN. Mm-hmm. I, I uh, yeah, what they call him, Poppy or something? Yeah, you see yeah, him with I know his you're chain. Talking about. Oh, bro, I was rolling. They have him on there saying rap lyrics and stuff. Oh, my But, yeah, Lamar Jackson, he is from Florida. He's from uh, – Pompano Beach, Florida. I figured that he was. Louisville's biggest recruits is always from Florida. Florida, Not the biggest, but some of the best ever come Mm. from Florida. Uh, 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 Teddy Bridgewater was from Florida. Oh, okay, okay. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there there we go. uh, I'll go ahead and and we'll wrap up this this super dope episode. uh, 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 Anybody want to shout out real quick? Let, Let me shout out to my beautiful wife. Uh, Tone ass. She's an artist in the Coeur d'Alene, Idaho area. Y'all can look her up on Nowhere because she is not in these streets. She is quiet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, shout That's out to my, up. Hey, yo, yo. My white Nubian queen is not playing these games. Uh, if you come at her, she will roast you in a very polite way. Um, let me go ahead and shout out to uh, my Aunt Gail. Rest in peace, Aunt Gail. She passed away this past week. Um, shout out to my cousin Garrett and Olivia. We praying for y'all, fam, for sure. Shout out to all of East Louisville. Shout out to all of Louisville. Let me go ahead and just <laughs> clarify. Let me go ahead and shout out to all of Louisville, but shout out to the East, uh, Westport Road, Worthington Hills, uh, Cold Stream. Um, shout out to Teddy D, who pretty yes, much connected uh, us. Father. Yeah, man, Pop Father is putting things together out here. Tell me why Teddy ain't, why ain't he on the radio somewhere? You know what I'm saying? Like, bruh. I think I could probably see it in the future. He's got uh, a good voice. Man. Oh, he just made an announcement on, on one of his podcasts, too. I don't know if you heard it. His um, his podcast, both of them, the mm-hmm. Why Not podcast and the Three-Fifths podcast, mm-hmm. are now going to be, I forget the word for it, but they're, the platform is going to be on uh, Black Astronauts podcast now. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, shout out to the podcast family. Shout out to the Black Astronauts. Shout out to... Uh, uh, Thirty uh, fifth in Kentucky. Shout out to yes. uh, the Potluck. Shout out to um, uh, Banshee's Block. All of, you know. Uh, uh, what's the other one called? Three two one. Three two one. Shout out to three two one. Louisville podcast. We got man. a we, we got a scene here. Hey, we got a listen, podcast. Scene I, here, that's bro. why I say that uh, North Idaho is the new ATL because we we trying to build that scene up too. It might be ninety six percent white, <laughs> but you know we trying, guys. We're trying. It's I'm, all good. It's all good. But listen, bro. Thanks for having me on the show. No I, problem. I, I how, how can they how can they find you on all across the social media? Find you, find the show. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, the best way is www.communityexperiment.com. We are also on Instagram and Facebook at Community Experiment Podcast. We on the Twitter. I stays on Twitter, man. I love it. I don't know what it is. I'll be out there talking crazy, but also giving y'all some good, solid facts. Um, and that's um, at Comex Podcast. That's C O M E X Podcast. And that's ours for um, Twitter as well as Snapchat. I don't really use Snapchat a lot, um, but occasionally I'll be on there. So y'all can look me up on there. But the biggest place is Community Experiment. 
Com. We got them T-shirts, you know what I'm saying? We out yeah, here yeah. making little I'm dollars. I'm going to need to get one of hey, them. You know I'm what need saying? to get me some T-shirts together. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Get that merch game right. Um, but yeah, Louisville, man, I love this city, man. This is where, my, again, I'm going to say it again. This is where my slave forefathers are from. I will always rep the city. Uh, I love it here. I love being back home for a little bit. I hate that it's an ex- extended stay because of a death in the family, but I love being around family. I love going through the Highlands, going through Westport, going through the West End. We stopped by 21C last night, which is an art mm. gallery um, on like Main Street, where I kind of grew like that's like after high school. Between that and the Highlands, that's kind of where I stayed at. We, we definitely fit to go through and get some pizza and. We've been all around, man, getting the coffee, get things going, and man, it's 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 dope to be back home for a little bit and and to let my wife experience what Louisville, um, what how I was raised. We'll say that. So shout out to the What's city up? of Louisville, man. Shout out to the bro, uh, Brandon, and shout out to Courtney. You know what I'm saying out yeah, there in Hawaii yeah, and all bro. that stuff, bro. Uh, but I think it's yeah, gonna come back for Derby again. <laughs> Is he? Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. You gotta get him on the show. Man, I'll be trying to, man. He gets a ripping and running and. Uh, and don't stay in one place at right. one time, and yeah. I see he was on that Grippo. Right. He was on that Grippo fast. Dude. Not even fast. I shouldn't say fast. He was on that Grippo every day, like diet. every day. Can we go to the store and get some Grippos? <laughs> yes, bro. Hey, just buy a bunch of bags. Right. The, the, the ten pack. All of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. That's so what's uh, up. definitely, uh, 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 let me go ahead. Uh, I do want to give a, a quick shout out. I can give a million in one day. Hey. Uh, shout out to my guy DJ Empty Beats, B ninety six point five, the Radio Bully. Uh, I believe it is January the fifth, about to begin on Shade Forty Five. So that's hey. that's a major key alert. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So big shouts out to him. He's moving in another level. Uh, everybody else, th- you know, want to shout out all my listeners. Everybody that's, that's sticking with me, staying, paying attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, everybody, please be on the lookout. This is episode nine. Episode ten is 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 a big announcement. I'm 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 gonna hold it for right now. Uh, but it's definitely going to be, uh, you know, something new. Have a big announcement. Please stay tuned for episode 10. Uh, once again, uh, you can always find our Facebook page, The Ball and Beats Podcast. Again, that's Beats with a Z. Uh, you can find us on, find it on Instagram under the same name. Find it on Twitter under the same name. Uh, any type of feedback, any questions, concerns, positive, negative. If you want to talk crazy to me, it's all good. Uh, you can definitely send that to the ball and beats podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's the ball and beats with a Z podcast at gmail.com. Uh, again, everybody, thanks for listening, man. Thanks for coming in and, and, and for being sure. with me for, for just chipping out a little bit of time while you're here. Yeah, yeah. I know you're super busy, a lot of different things going on while you're back mm-hmm. in town, but do appreciate you. Glad to have you on here. Uh, let my listeners, man, go and check out the Community Experiment podcast, sure. man. It's it's a real dope podcast, real man. It's 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 just dope. It's it's good to see you know uh, uh, going into another culture and just getting to know other people in your community. Mm-hmm. So definitely go check it out. Uh, and, and again, you know, you know, see you next time. Thanks for coming out. Y'all be easy. Keep it a hundred. Yo, let me get one more, one more, one more shout out in. I, I, cool. I, I messed up. Let me shout out Newburgh, man. That's where my family. That's where like a, another part of my family is from. After slavery, they basically uh, uh, colonized Newburgh, Petersburg area. So if you are Spencer, if you are a uh, Pool, if you are a Dorsey, you are more than likely related to me. So uh, shout out to the Berg. I was looking at my Instagram and Bertages <laughs> from the Potluck Podcast. I was in Newburgh getting my hair, my grandfather's haircut the other day. Okay. And uh, I put, you know, you know, hashtag Newburgh. And she said, hashtag downtown new 
Berg. I feel like it's a little shade, but shout out to them, man. I had to get that oh, out yeah. there real quick. Shout, shout out to out Berg. Berg. Yeah. Ain't, ain't no more West End Newberg beef, baby. We That's all good. That's what's up. That's you what's what up. <laughs> <laughs> Peace in the community, baby. All right. So, you know, everybody, thanks for hanging out. Be on the lookout for the next episode. Everybody have a good, good, happy, and safe New Year mm-hmm. celebration. All right. See y'all next time. Make you lethal. In some aspects, you feel me? Yeah. I'm lethal.